So here we are back with part two. I did promise that not only was I going to share my perspective on what I've been going through, and I know you guys heard T in the background um, for some parts, and he was cutting his hair because hey, we're we're real. We we do this in the midst of our real lives, so you get us, you know, cutting our hair, me braiding my hair, um, me in the midst of a breakdown. I'm giving it very raw we are both giving it very raw and um trying to be as uncut as possible um but i'm trying to get more polished as well um but i'm i'm also not gonna try to change uh him and how he operates uh his situation so this is part two um, of the episode on mental illness and that and that um, is that episode did I put a trigger warning because I did discuss some things that you know um, I personally go through um, that I have never talked about but this is part two of dealing with mental illness and relationships. Talking to T about how he copes with it and, you know, not only how he copes with it, does he suffer with anything and, you know, all the things that we should ask our partners prior to even getting in a relationship, like, you know, getting into a relationship when I was, you know, 21 and now I'm 39, the questions that I would ask are um, not the questions that I asked. I, I didn't ask any questions. I was just like, I, I, I like him. I love him. And I'm going to be with him no matter what. And that's a whole nother story. I don't know if he did the same, but, but you know, when we're young, we go through things. So I'm going to before we get started with the questions, I'm I'm going to give y'all our setup right now. So in the midst of every prior to me going through um, the episode of mania and depression, I, for some reason, began to buy easel mirrors um, because I decided I'm going to podcast and um I want to be an advocate for mental illness and I want to be an advocate because I had a friend who went through a domestic violence situation, a couple of friends, um, and one of them, uh, she was stabbed um, multiple, multiple times and could have lost her life. And she's very special to me. And you know, we are going to start a foundation. We're in the process of that. And I just want to create a beautiful space to create and feel free. And so I, we have the candles lit, the aromatherapy candles lit. 
we have I have the mirrors because I I don't know why but that is helpful for me to dim lighting I'm not all the way back but I'm back uh, um I'm I'm back to a certain extent I'm trying to get him to take this seriously but I guess you know we gotta laugh to keep from crying or something I don't know because this has been a, a, a close to a month this has been close to a month and this was a really hard one so I'm you know I compiled some things I thought about in this time um that I I wanted to know from um T, like how how does he deal with this you know so the first question that i had for you with our candles lit and i also um had to spray um my crystals um my my crystal uh what is it and um my archangel michael white sage smudge spray for clearing and protection um, yeah, this really works for me. It, it just cleanses. Um, I do do sage. Um, and a friend of mine that practices a different religion, she also gave me Florida water. Um, you know, I wasn't too sure about it, but I said, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm Catholic. Um, but I'm gonna try it, you know, and it does bring me when I wipe things down with it, wipe, I don't know, it brings me a sense of peace. So um, I'm going to keep on until it doesn't serve me the way I feel like it should or, you know, whatever. But I appreciate everybody for all their recommendations to just help me get back to me. Um. So, T, everything is greatly appreciated, especially the support of my family. Um, I could not, I would not be here without them at all. And I'm sure a lot of people, like for the families that deal with this, with their significant others, with their kids, because um, I do have a son that also has the con this condition. Um, and it, you know, it snaps, I think, I like to think it snaps me out when I know he's going in because I can tell. And um, it's hard. It's hard dealing with your own same situation. And then it hurts you that you brought children into the world knowing that this could also fall on them. Not really understanding, though, at my young age, because when I had him and her I didn't realize that this could be passed on down to them and then by the time I had my 10 and 11 year old I still even though I knew I had it it didn't register that these can be ills yeah it can be passed on down it can be passed down to them you guys I'm on medication um now you know so sometimes I will words will just get twisted I'll correct myself though um, but I, I just, you know, you just don't think about it. You just think about, oh, I just want to have a baby. And you don't think about the child that you're bringing into the world and what you're bringing them into and what they could suffer with. 
not only mental illness, but learning disabilities. Um, our son has dyslexia, two types of dyslexia and ADHD. And, you know, it, that's hard for him. And it, it, it just makes me just want to fight for him. We fight for him so hard, but it, it hurts me when I see him, you know, struggling. It, it really does hurt. So, you know, I compiled some questions for T just to, you know, see how he's been dealing in this last month and what he thinks. So first question, when we first started dating, did you notice anything about me that made you think I might be bipolar or suffering with some form of mental illness and realized that I was not diagnosed until we started dating about five months after we started dating? Um, no, I really, <clears throat> I really didn't, uh, no, I really didn't notice any signs of like, like oh, your illness, the bipolar, none of that, like, and then, you know, like you said, when we first started dating, like, we was young, so. You, you were. Yeah, we you was. You were how old, though? I was 25. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was 25. What, I'm 44 now? Like. Yeah. So, you like were. you just said, so the things, the things I was thinking about at 25, I wasn't even thinking about the shit I was thinking about at I'm 44. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, but you were 25. You were older. So were you? Yeah, were I was older in age. No, I was older in age, were but you probably aware wasn't. Of illness no, or? I wasn't because, like I just said, I was older in age, but I I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't older in maturity. So now that I'm at this age, yeah, I matured a, a whole lot more versus from when I was 25. So. You so. know, I didn't notice the signs because you know we use shit like rabbits, shit, ready to fuck every day, all day. So what does that have to do with it? That could have been a, a a sign of your bipolar to where you was like sexually active, not active, like, um, hyper, hypersexually. Yeah, you was hypersexual. Because we'll do two, three times, four times a day. Like, but I was also shit. young, young people okay. do that too. <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> but you were you were young yeah young people do do that but at the same time you was probably you was do, we was doing it obsessively to where oh, you, you might like that yeah if i think about it yeah no i didn't know you feel like that or thought like that i ain't think like that then just thinking about uh, thinking back okay. about it now well what about other things other than sex did you notice any? No, nah, not really, because shit. Like at the beginning of our relationship, it was a lot of sex and a lot of going out, hanging and chilling. Like, so it was always fun times. Fun times. So right. it would never know like downtime to where you thinking about some mental shit. You see what you I'm saying? About uh, yeah, me, me, yeah, me. I wasn't thinking about that with you because it's like, oh yeah, this. Like, she, she, yeah, she down. It's it's gonna be my little nigga. It's going down. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. 
wasn't even thinking about this. Like, wasn't even thinking about marriage and all that, having kids and all that at that moment. So, so you, you, no, I didn't. You didn't have any idea. Like, it just was not cry. What about? And truthfully, to be honest, like, since I've been with you, you was you like really kind of the first person that that brought it to my attention about the mental illness and you know what I'm saying. Not, not it's a, putting a stigma on it. Like no, that. not that. It's like it might be a lot of people I didn't been myself included. I didn't probably been around that haven't been diagnosed as that, and I or might be have and just haven't said anything. Well, that that too, or. I'm just saying for me, from my experience, like, I know I probably didn't been around I know some my family I, members. I, we, pop know, we know. So, <laughs> yeah, we know. So, shit. And there's nothing. There's it's nothing no, it's no shame about it. But all. we need to talk about it more. We do because now that I, like I'm saying, as I got older and got knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it, coming from you. And you know what um, I really appreciated yesterday when we went and seen your mom and I've just decided to just be more open because this last time I was just suffering and I knew that I should not be suffering. I Well, I felt like I shouldn't be suffering because I have all these blessings upon blessings. It's like when the millionaires commit suicide and you're like how could they do that they have all that money they could have yeah. you know and you I'm, never know what they're going you through never know they what they're yeah. going through and that's exactly how i was feeling i'm like i got this new grandbaby i got this great marriage i've got these great kids i've got a supportive family why do i feel like this why do i not want to be here like why do i just want to lay in this bed and i felt like i i need to speak you know and once I started speaking about it and I, and I, you know, when we went by your mom yesterday and I was like, she was like, why you ain't been answering my phone calls? And you remember how I told you that's a trigger for me when people say that, but instead of getting triggered, I was like, you know what? She's asking me. So let me answer. And, mm -hmm. and I said, I'm, I'm, I've been going through it. I could not talk. And she's like, Oh girl, she did the, Oh, you faking that you you just want some attention and I was like no I don't want that kind of attention I you know I was able to not get angry and just yeah, start, and explain, uh, explain and, and to where she sat down yeah. and she was like well what is going on yeah. what's going on and I was you know I'm bipolar and I miss your daughter and I didn't even realize this has happened to coincide with her anniversary death you know, and me wanting to change the narrative and at the same time missing my best friend. And you see how I isolate and it's like she got it towards the end. She got it. And, and I and I let your mom know, like some of the things that me and your sister talked about that I have not discussed with you, have not discussed with anybody. But something was like, you know, that's her mother and she deserves to know if no one else deserves to know. Yeah. And you know i've been carrying those things and that's a lot to carry it i will say um knowing the last things people say before they pass and um how they're feeling in those moments that's a lot to carry for the people that are left here especially if it's one person 
or you know different people get told different things and then they're with that and we're not communicating with each other like she said this to me and she said that to me so everybody's just holding like her last words but i will honestly say i feel like i got the truest of the words and carrying that is i'm trying to figure out how to deal with it release that and to release it and and not feel like well i could have done something because there's nothing i could have done there's nothing i could have done because i can't step in god's will and and that was that, that yeah and so that you know that i didn't realize how much that was um for me and but how much also i needed to talk to your mom about it so that she understands that you know i'm not just sitting up here uh craving attention because i i don't need it you know and so we had a moment and it was a beautiful moment and i appreciate my mother-in-law for giving me that moment because um for us having that moment so that was a good thing so my next question (laughs) you okay you need some water okay you sure it's a gas gang gas gang huh okay something all right i'm sure all right okay so when I was checked into the hospital the first time while we were dating, what did you think? And to refresh your memory, that was about mm, three, four months into us dating. And I didn't say anything. Uh, there was an issue with some money between me and a friend and an apartment and everything. And it was just a lot. And I ran to my parents' house and tried okay, cutting I, I i'm explaining to the audience and tried cutting myself lock myself in the bathroom um it was terrifying for my parents obviously um my kids were two and three years old uh i just didn't want to be here anymore didn't want to be here and that was the first time i ever attempted anything like that um and had to be uh do a 72 hour hold so we were you know just together for like three months um so what did you think about that when um you realized what happened i mean shit, like i said like i didn't know nothing about it so about that disease or that illness so what we're talking about i know that that's what i'm saying so it, it it kind of took me back. It was like, man, like what's going on? Because remember you ain't, I don't even think you didn't even tell me that until after you came out, like came out of the hole, out of the hospital and shit. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, damn, what's up? What's going on? Like, where you been at? This, this and that. Mm -hmm. Cause I remember that shit. And, uh, I mean, it kind of like took me back. Like, cause once you explained to me what was going on, like, man, you said you uh you went to the hospital and they diagnosed you uh as bipolar and it's like you had a it was called you said it was a manic episode you had or some or episode or something i just remember saying that they diagnosed yeah bipolar yeah so you based yeah that was your first time hearing it that was my first time hearing it 
and then it's like you uh you was in a, a manic episode a manic stage at the time and yeah. you you didn't even know that no, there was, no, yeah that's what i'm saying i know me neither so that's what i'm saying so it's like so you were white you were white i was just like i didn't understand it i didn't know what was going on but you said i'm gonna keep dating her Well, yeah, because shit, we still together. It's like I didn't even I didn't <clears throat> I didn't even think about it like I really didn't even think about it like that. Like It was like if I said, um, I got chlamydia <laughs> like but it I can clear it up. So There's some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, cause I'm trying to tell you, like, cause I didn't have we no didn't knowledge. Yeah, I didn't have no knowledge on that illness, that mental illness. So, yeah, okay, I get that. So, um, what about the second time? Um, and to refresh your memory, that's when I we were yeah. breaking up, and I I cut my uh leg, leg tried right. to cut my femoral artery in my leg, and we had well you didn't who called 911 was it my mom or you i think your mama did yeah and so i had to be taken away um and for that one i admitted that i did not want to die i just didn't want him to go but i wanted to die and a angel of a nurse said to me i had to get stitches and everything it was so bad it was such a deep cut it's still a scar there to this day and the nurse explained to me the mental health nurse explained to me she was like you're not gonna keep a man by trying to kill yourself whatever is going on that's not gonna make him stay and that really resonated with me um because that is true that you're you're not gonna make somebody stay with you because you threaten to hurt yourself like if they going they going but you came to the hospital right you came to the hospital you were you were there so what did you think about that second time and i remember i don't know if you remember this but you did tell me i'm not staying with you 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 said we're still breaking up i may be here but we're still breaking up yeah you told me that and um you know then i got out the hospital my mom my mom picked me up right Mm -hmm. yeah like and we were broken up yeah then i ended up coming over there and seeing you or something at your mama house no at my apartment i stayed in um children's room i still have my apartment oh yeah you show yeah yeah you're right look at that that's that's far too I don't know. It was just like in that at and that he moment. Broke, he broke up. That I time. know. That's what I'm saying. At that moment, it was like some uh, and like I was saying, I didn't understand. So I feel like it was like you was looking for attention, attention seeking. And your mom said that. Yeah, she said she and just it and attention. and it uh, that's what I thought of it, not knowing that you was in a whole nother like state of mind yeah whole nother state of mind and yeah whole episode going on in your brain to where me not knowing 
and not understanding. I really, I really didn't even like resonate that damn what you was going through. You know what I mean? To where it's like. So, what we do have to realize in these manic episodes that people do outrageous and crazy things, and we're not gonna act like I was, I had done something innocent, yeah, or I, something. I mean, it, you know, I, I had did some messed up stuff, and you were right to be breaking up with me. Yeah. You know, and I was wrong to try to manipulate you into staying with me by hurting myself. Um, to And it wasn't to make you stay with me. It was for me in my mind at that time. It's like, well, even if he breaks up with me, I he he should still love me. If if I do this and, and he stays, you know, not even stays with me, but shows that he cares that means he loves me that's how like out of it i was he don't have to stay but as long as he shows me that he loves me by not leaving me then everything's okay but forget the fact that you sliced four inches into your flesh and you could literally bleed to death and this is like literally one of the worst (laughs) stitch jobs ever and it's like you know you don't think about that in those manic episodes you just you can't focus on anything but what you are feeling and what you want and what you want and feel is is not it i don't like to use the word normal but like it's not okay it's not healthy that's the word it's not healthy so when you saw that not healthy behavior and you still, you know, came to the hospital, but, you know, said we're still broken up. And then we ended up talking on the phone a few days later, you just called and Jonathan, Jonathan was the one. I don't know. I thought you called me, but I don't know. It could have been me calling you, but no, you called to check on me. You called me to check on me. Um, and Jonathan told you that he missed you. And I was like, Jonathan missed you. It misses you. And you were like, I miss both, you know, I miss them and you know, I miss you, but we still didn't get back together right away. Like we still had things to deal with, but it was only about three weeks, right? That we were, it was only three yeah, weeks. something like that. Three weeks to a month. It wasn't. Something I don't like even that. think it was a month. Yeah, um, but so when we were a few years into the relationship, did you notice my manic episodes? I mean, I kind of started like picking up on them. Yeah, as we uh, as we yeah grew and shit, and I started noticing. Like, what would you notice? Like shit, it's basically like you accepts a self sabotage like shit you had going on, like you uh, and then I noticed that shit to where it's like you it's like you always do that shit at a certain point, and I'm like, man, what's what's going on? Oh, then I be like, oh, she going through this, and that's why I try to like. I mean, like towards the beginning too 
like I'm like let's talk about ten years ago, you know. So we are like eighteen years into our relationship. So it's eighteen, nineteen. Yes, yeah, along them lines. Twenty. Um, when we were twenty, when we were a few years into the relationship no it's not when we were a few years into the relationship did you notice my manic episodes and when i say a few years i mean like two three because that first those first episodes happened in the first month the well the first one happened within the first three months and the second one happened within the first like Like year and a half or two year and a half i want to say but yeah yeah. so now let's talk about um we got married after like four years of being together almost five Five um so let's talk about that time between like year three um to um let's say year 10 since we're fixing to be we're 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 about to celebrate our 14 year wedding anniversary so, so 19 years together yeah uh, something like that so yeah i mean like i said no i really i really didn't catch him then like mm-hmm. i didn't notice i didn't notice him like that then like how i know now because i'm more i feel like i'm more knowledgeable knowledgeable on it I didn't learn more on it than paid attention to you like more and I can catch and see those type of signs and see what's going on. So like, no, I didn't really notice until I ain't gonna lie until probably about our what? about 12 year in 10 12 year in you know what i'm saying after tj and kennedy yeah around around tj and kennedy yeah it was after tj and kennedy yeah what so what because you know you know why i think i think i noticed more then because i had didn't come down more and Mm. being more attentive attentive i wouldn't running the streets back and forth doing this and that you know what i'm saying i was so i that's when i start i feel like i start paying more attention and caught on more so let me ask you something do you ever think now that we're just having this conversation i'm just throwing this out do you think that maybe that made it easier to be with me because you weren't there a lot because you were you know doing me what you were doing um to where it made it easier to deal with and be with me and not notice those things because you weren't there it probably made it like for me not to notice them as much you know what i mean because i wouldn't probably uh so you noticed them but not as much i really noticed them when you when you uh like really had to when you had to be admitted and stuff like when you had the 72 hour i mean that's the only time i really kind of like noticed and thought about it so that's what i'm saying we still doing some of them points you was you was taking your medicine and all that so 
It's like so let's let's clear something up real quick. Medication, and mind you, this is you know fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago. Medication changes every month, every year, you know, whatever. So at that time, when you first get diagnosed, you are given medications that they don't know if they're going to work or not. This is a trial and error. So I have been on over, I don't know, probably 12 mood stabilizers, um, umpteen um, antidepressants, uh, God knows how many anxiety medications, um, and then other medications to combat the side effects of that. So this was always been you're you're like you're on medication but you know i'm saying were you paying attention to see if this medication is working or is she just sleeping because she's medicated or is she you know did you notice my personality were you really paying attention to my personality yeah i can like i can catch on to like you can have your down times and you it's like you had your your moments where you isolate you don't want to really talk if you ain't in this household you ain't really talking to nobody outside the household like your friends and like you'll talk to your mama and your sister then but mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying you wouldn't i'll talk to you yeah you'll talk to me because i'm there and like i'm talking to you i make you talk and I do shit and try to uplift you and try to bring you out your funk. But it's like it that really wasn't just working until you was basically down and ready to come out yourself. Like okay. nobody or nothing around you make you do nothing to, until you wanted to do that. Okay. So did that concern you? Like when, because um, I remember us with, uh, us getting married me being like about to turn 25 or i was 25 yeah, and i was like i'm yeah, not fin- yeah, yeah you were yeah about to be 30 i was like i'm not fixing to spend my 20s on you if you're not gonna marry me then i'm leaving like it was an ultimatum um i didn't know if you wanted to marry me or not i just knew it i was. wanted to ma- yeah i I definitely I said that to you, and then I went to school at the Paralegal Institute. I I remember that. I remember it was a what? What a, was it? A sex capade we had. What? <laughs> Nothing. No what about. the hell are you talking about? Because we was doing, we was having like we was going at it for some hours, and then the next morning we ended up going to get married. That is not how that even happens, fool. You That's have... how I remember. Boy, oh my God. First of all, I probably wasn't... That probably wasn't even me you were having sex with. Yeah, because literally... Get the fuck out Terrence, of here. Terrence. Man, because oh literally God, the next day we went and got married. Terrence, we had to file for a marriage certificate. That takes like 72 I'm saying, hours. The next day we went and filed for all that shit. That's what I'm the telling next you. day after the escapade, the, yeah, when we, yeah. I don't know what you talking about. I remember me about to go to school and saying, I'm not like we nah, talked about I getting because I was I don't bun at that time. Yes, but we had talked about getting married. But see, this shows you side note how men just be talking. 
You give them some sex and they just get to talking and agreeing to whatever you say. And I literally <laughs> said to this man, I remember like, you know, we get, we're going to get married. You said we're going to get married. And, you know, and I started saying some things that I wanted regarding the wedding. And this man literally looked at me right before I, I was on my way to school when I was going to the paralegal institute, the court reporting institute. And you were like, I don't think I want to do this. I don't know. Duh, 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 duh. And I, I was like, either you marry me or this shit is over. I'm not going to keep. Remember I remember that. And I left out the house because I was just like, I cannot believe him. And I didn't even think it was the sex. I just thought like he don't like me and he's just using me. And it's true that what all these other guys said to me that no one's going to marry you because you have two kids. Like all these things start going through my head and it was like, you know, it was crazy. That's how, that's how I feel. But we ended up saying, we ended up in my mind, how it happened for me. My reality was once we said, okay, we are for sure getting married. It was, because we want i wanted to get married you wanted to get married i assume but you were going to jail so we thought (laughs) and i was like i want to have contact visits with you i can't talk to you through the glass so the only way is to get married and that was my con game i felt like I felt like, yeah, he going to go for that and we going to be married and he going to be stuck with me forever because I'm going to be the best so wife. you entrapped me. <laughs> yeah, I, pro- I probably did. Me. That was entrapment. But, I mean, I just wanted to marry you. I knew I was going to marry you. I, I knew I was going to marry you. I just felt like you were not sure you were going to marry me. <laughs> and But, you know, my mom does tell me that you asked her, could you marry me? And then she told you no. <laughs> yeah. She told you no? No. She told you no. I know that lady. She would give nobody permission <laughs> to marry any of us. Your daddy said yeah, though. I believe he said yeah. If he really said yeah, I believe it. And did he have Jack Daniels or <laughs> Crown Royal in his system? Like you probably had Jack. <laughs> nah, you know, you know how my daddy feels about you. My daddy loves you so much. Terrence literally tied my dad's shoes um, because my dad has COPD and emphysema. And he saw my dad's shoes were untied. And he was like, Mr. Hill, I got you. Because my dad was going to try to bend over and do it himself. But that impacts his breathing and it's, it becomes a whole situation. So he cannot literally tie him shoes. And this is a very, a man that's been independent his whole life to where, you know, like he don't mind telling me tie his shoes, but you know, he a man telling, and and he's not going to ask another man to help him, but his daughter, his baby girl. Yes. He will ask, he will tell, you don't have to ask. I'm going to do it. And Terrence saw his shoes were untied and he bent down and tied his shoes. And my dad literally cried to me and was like, I love him. That is my son. He tied my shoes. 
Like that is the utmost sign of respect for a person. And remember when he said, I'm your daddy now. <laughs> like, and that was that was before. It's like something said to him, like, I'm gonna be his daddy. And then he'll and he do stuff because like my dad will insult me in in like little jabby ways. And so he'll be like, oh, she got her stomach done. Now she just want to show that thing all the time. <laughs> Don't care. She going to wear every little outfit. Then he called me a slew back to my, my butt. He going to say, uh, yeah, Terrence cool, but he ain't no Obama. <laughs> like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> what is that? Like, yeah, I love him, but I got to shoot a slug. I got to. And tearing your ass just like that, too. But that was our little side note, our little cutesy booty conversation. So, did you ever think to yourself that this is not real and I want attention? Honestly. Yeah, sometimes. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, it's not just attention i don't i ain't gonna say i i was gonna say i thought she was like man you lazy as fuck and she was agitated you see what i'm saying like remember i used to be like man what's going on like because i go out and then come back in you still in the bed i'm like man what the fuck you doing like should have get me agitated like man you gonna just sleep your life away and all that so i used to say that whole ass shit and not knowing like really not even understanding what was really going on you know what i mean so but you know what and then like back to like what you were saying like even with the kids situation not even knowing not even like educated on it to where like man that can be passed down to your to your child and then you know what i mean like what if your child is scared? Because what if your, what if your child can't cope with it? Like how I mean, you cope? We have Jonathan, and, uh, and that was, with it. I know that. That's why and I was about. Don't you feel like his is? I don't want to say his is worse than mine, but it's harder for that, him. I was about to get to. I feel that. like it is harder for male who are bipolar, like Delonte West and stuff. And and remember how I used to look at Delonte West, and I, I like cry because mm-hmm. I'm like he's. He reminds me of my son and, you know, I don't want one day my son to feel like it's too much and I give up. And I'm, Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah, that'd be hard. That would be so hard as a mother because I would feel like it's my fault because I'm bipolar and I should have known even though I had him. I got pregnant with him when I was 17 and I knew nothing, but I feel like I should have known. And with Kennedy and TJ um knowing knowing and still just saying i love this man so much i want his kids i want to be the one to have his children and i i want you know i wanted another chance because i i wanted to be a mommy i love being a mommy and the thing is when i am pregnant you couldn't even i don't know what bipolar is those endorphins everything that flows through my body like how people self-medicate because they are bipolar and have mental illnesses. When I get pregnant, I feel so pure. Drugs like are like, what? 
who would do drugs when they're pregnant? I don't want to be around anything. It's like my my mind is so clear. I feel so peaceful. I feel so, I know when I need to rest. I feel like I have to eat healthy. It's like if I could feel pregnant all the time without being pregnant, I would live in that state yeah. because I feel so healthy and I don't have to take any medication except for the vitamins that you take when you're pregnant and I'm okay. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I can live life without medication, but what is it about being pregnant? But it's the life that I don't want anything. I'm protective. So I don't want anything to happen to this baby. So I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize it. Mm -hmm. But immediately when the baby comes out, the doctor, like for TJ and Kennedy, they immediately put me back on antipress antidepressants because with Jonathan my postpartum was so bad yeah I it was so that you wouldn't have known what to do like if you met me at that time you met me when he was two so I had probably been out of that postpartum for maybe about eight months so you you met a cool version of me that was getting back to life you know um so you wasn't you didn't even know it was you wasn't even diagnosed at that time. Yeah, not with bipolar. I was yeah. diagnosed with postpartum depression. Yeah. And I was very protective over him. It's very protective over him. So has there ever been a time that you looked at me and thought I was suffering or just wasn't okay? Yeah, I thought I just I just called out of time, like, say if I'm getting up and going to work or something, and then you laying in the bed when I'm leaving, then you still laying in the bed when I'm just came home from doing but eight, like a twelve specific hours. Time, like, is there something that just sticks in your head that like you looked at me and was like, she is not okay. <clears throat> Talking about back then or now? Both. Whichever whichever. Oh, time. yeah. Now, like, just recently, mm -hmm. I picked up on the sign notice. I was like, man. But. Before. Like, like what much. could. But, like, it's like. I can talk to you so much, but what can I do to try to, you know what I mean? Like, try to help as much as I can and try to. But not. Just I'm hit. not saying trying to fix it though. I'm just saying like. I know not trying to fix. I can't. It's I can't fix it. Like it's right, not nothing you can fix. Said, yeah. You know, like I really see her and yeah. something is wrong. And yeah. She needs help. Yeah. And that was more recently than prior in our relationship. trying to think back like yeah it's been times I didn't thought about that like seeing you and seeing it like I can see like uh, I guess I can see the depression like how you dealing with something 
I can see it all on your expression, see your face, and see how your mannerism, how you, because I know, I know you like you up, you uppity type, like you up, you want to move around, you, you gonna get shit done, you gonna be moving, you gonna be thinking, you know what I mean? You ain't gonna be wallowing, just laying down on some. Oh, I don't want to move right from right here. You don't want to, sometimes I want to take a shower two and three days. I'd be like, man, hey, you can take a shower. shower yeah. yeah, like, yeah. So I, I noticed, I noticed then, like, from like as an esthetician, me not washing you, my that's, face. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know you like I love my cleansing this. Yeah, you my like Botox and like all that. And like I'm just upkeep yourself. So, like, because yeah. I've always felt like I don't care how I feel on the inside, I need to look the part. And then it's like when it's I get like to you the, look good, you feel good. No. I can look good and not feel good, but at least I look so no one's asking me questions. Like, what's yeah. wrong, girl? You look tired. You you depressed. You all right? Yeah, you know, because right. other people pick up on stuff, or they want you to feel. I don't know, but I, I feel like people be in tune with you, and they'll be like, "You all right? So yeah, I'm not right." People that know you. Um, yeah. yeah, like you already know. Red would be like that with me. Like she can always. She can always call um, it. I don't gabs know. too. Yeah. yeah, like um, just keep. She can like you know. I got some good ones in my life. For, with um that carry different spaces you know mm-hmm. um but those three spiritually always be like Shati sent them to me well not one of them <laughs> but two of them she sent for sure one of them I got that one myself <laughs> so um um this last month especially after you um listened to the last episode um how has your thought process been about me i mean i'm i ain't gonna lie i'm really proud of you because like you notice it too more and you like you try to deal with it and cope with it and uh basically best way you can and and it's like you you push yourself through it it's like you know and you can understand what's kind of going on even though like yeah you might get in your uh depression modes at times but you it's like you you finding more ways to push yourself up out of it though. You know what I mean? To where like, I know you don't want to be on the medication, but like, you, you, you finding ways to not have to use it and be a crutch so much. So I'm proud of that to where it's like, and remember, I did the ketamine therapy. I and know. We'll do the I ketamine bet. therapy again. And yeah. um, Kayla, um, Sunkissed Marie, that's our oldest. Uh, we are actually going to have a podcast and um, probably Patreon or YouTube where 
um, my daughter does suffer uh, with depression, and we used to think she was lazy. Yeah. And we didn't realize she not had all educated these. On yeah. It. Well, See, I was educated on yeah, it. I, I know, just, not not realizing. Yeah, just not wanting to accept that that could be my child. It's it's easier. I feel like for people for some parents to be like, no, you just being lazy. You just don't want to. Then to say, but, you know, like you have, I can understand a learning disability easier than I can understand um, mental illnesses such as depression, manic depression, bipolar disorder. I can understand schizophrenia. That's different. But there's some that I don't, you know, I, I would not understand for a period when they um were probably from middle school and in high school because I just felt like no y'all are better than this y'all you know I'm weak y'all are strong so this would can't happen to y'all until it just smacks you in the face and I didn't realize how my mental illness I would take it out on my children the my two oldest children especially because you know I didn't know and I used to pressure her at six, seven, eight years old. What do you want to do with your life to where my baby had gray hairs at nine? You know, and now that is my bestie. Like, yeah. you know, me and Kayla are so close. So we will have a podcast, you guys, where we are going to delve into um, her growing up with the team, us growing up together, me being a teen parent, her being a teen parent's kid. And we are going to be uh, trying some uh, outside of the box um, holistic type of techniques to deal with um, mental illness. So look forward to that. And um, back to us. <laughs> um, so you said, we just said, you know, this last month, you know, you listened to that episode. You're proud of me. I appreciate that. Um, how have you been feeling since I discussed those personal things that I had never talked about with you? Because we've never discussed, like, the cutting and, you know, the, the suicidal ideations and worthless feelings that, you know, I admitted to. We, we've never had these conversations, so... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I mean. And we are all, we're 18, 19 years into this, and we've never had those conversations. conversations. So. So. How have you been feeling since I discussed <coughs> those personal things that I had never talked about? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's just him, y'all. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've been feeling like, I ain't gonna lie, like frustrated at times because it's like, damn, you've been going through this and thinking about this and you ain't like even thought to discuss it with me or even just come express and tell me how you feeling and just talk like so were you because i don't want no shit to happen and you 
fuck around, just saying me and the kids gone to they gone to school, I'm gone to work or something, and they come back home and find you like that. That'll be like heartbreaking. You know what I mean? And then if you got that on your mind and contemplating that, and I'm not I can't even do shit to help you to even just have another thought. It'll be it'll be it's frustrating. It's fucked up to have that kind of feeling. You know what I mean? Like so that's how you you felt since I I said everything I said. Yeah, I felt I felt a little frustrated. I felt a little scared. I scared. That, scared. Yeah, I was just about to, that's all. I was just that's what my frustration probably came from. My scared, the fear. Just uh, is all kind of emotions I've been thinking about. Like you've been very vulnerable. You think I have? Been yeah, very vulnerable? you 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 have been more vulnerable um, since uh, I've said that than you have ever been in this relationship. Um, you're very much a man's man, and you like are real about shit to where you're like this is what's going on and shit we just gonna deal with it but like now it's like i see a you know no it's not gonna be like my way like this is how we gonna deal with it it's gonna be like i need to be more gentle with her and i need to be Mm -hmm. more understanding like you've been way more understanding um and you uh don't shut down on me like um i i feel i've felt like you shut down but i also know that i had a part in that because i was not expressing to you like what's wrong with me and i know that the what's wrong with me can look like she just lazy she just don't want to work she just don't want to you know do anything unless she want to do it unless it you know like i can i can see where that has looked like that and then i have not had the capability to explain because when mm-hmm. you know I have explained to doctors, um, you know, uh, when I was applying for social security disability and things like that, people that I at the time I didn't realize were trained to say no, you know, because I went in there. And I present well, I like we said, I, I dress well, my hair is done, you know, all these things I present well, and I speak well. Um, but I'm telling you, I cannot remember my, my memory is off. Um, I can't handle stress. Um, I don't have words it's hard for me to speak sometimes how can i hold down um you know some things on a daily basis when i can't and they're looking at me like how can't you but you can comb your hair yeah. <laughs> and you know yeah because I, I ain't gonna <clears throat> i ain't gonna lie yeah and that's that's like part of the frustration the too stigma. Like, yeah and then it's like Cause like when you you get breaks, <clears throat> cause we partners. At the end of the day, we partners. Yeah, we married and all this. And so when you get breaks in your income, that's it affects more, the household. Yeah, it, affects it affects the you. household. It affects me and all that. Because you have to pick it up. Yeah, all that to where it's like, 
that shit can be frustrating. Even though, like, I ain't tripping, I'm going to carry that shit on my shoulders and keep on pushing and for you us. You have done that so well. Thank but you, at the same time, just speaking on it, like, yeah, them times, that, that do get frustrating. And it's like, I just want you to get better, whatever it is. Like, just to... And, but, and see, with that medication, I know it might be a bad, like, I don't know. Cause I know this. This is not there. Like how addiction, it's one day at a time. So is this. There's like it's not a cure. Medication is yeah, not I a know, cure. It's a help. It's not a guarantee. You know. And then like how we've been watching the commercials. You know, and really paying attention lately. Those side effects. And it's like, oh my god. So do I take this and and really? Because I've taken a medication where the thoughts of suicide, like I never want to die. I want, you know, I never want to die. I don't ever want to leave my kids. I don't ever want to leave. Yeah, like, no, no, life is precious. And, and that is a sin to me. God, God sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. So why would I... Ter- take my life but i'm not gonna judge anybody that does you know i don't believe that they went to hell because they did that because i feel like that is a certain amount of pain that you have to be in and i be on the brink of that pain but i can't do that because i know how many people suicide to me and um trigger warning for what i'm about to say and i do apologize because i don't want to offend anybody suicide is a selfish act to me because I think about the people that I would be leaving behind and the hurt and I can't explain to them why I don't care if you leave a letter it still doesn't explain why you felt like leaving me was the better option and you but then I have to also realize you know, like how a person has sickness, kidney disease, and, you know, all kinds of diseases, heart diseases to where they, cancers, to where they, they die, you know, and, and that's an illness. Mental illness is an illness. So that is a sickness in your brain that's like, it's eating, because like how I've been here, I felt like my body is eating away at my mind. And, would I rather be here or is it just eventually going to eat my mind like a cancer? You know, I, I fear one day waking up and all of a sudden being schizophrenic because that happens. Like literally I was outside and I'd be scared to say stuff like this, but like I was outside and sometimes like, you know, if I'll take an edible, I'll hallucinate. We, we know I, I can hallucinate, but that is a drug induced hallucination and I know it. And when you take psych meds, uh, for all y'all out there, if you take psych meds, whether you take them for recreation or the fact that you have an illness that you need psych meds, um, FYI, if you call yourself using drugs, even smoking weed, you will hallucinate. And when you go to your doctor and tell your doctor that you've been seeing neon colored spiders on the walls, they immediately know that you've been using drugs and taking your psych meds. And I've had some amazing doctors who 
they probably put it in the notes, but they also told me, well, he told me that, well, you know, that's a sign that you, that a person has been using drugs, you know? And I'm like, I ain't using no drugs. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't, you know, but whole time, I don't even know what I had done. I don't know if I did a Molly or if I smoked some weed, I, I smoked some weed that your um, folks grew um, out in, yeah. And um, yeah, and I was like, that's the best strand I've ever had in my life. I was seeing neon colored spiders. And you look down, I'd see spiders. And then remember that time I thought it was midgets in the cabinet. Um, but I wasn't true. This is real stuff, though. This is this is really shit that I seen with my eyes and that I was, thank God, able to shake off like, hold on, you bitch, you tripping. And I do talk to myself like that sometimes. Like, I don't be, be like, sometimes I'll be like, queen, you, you know, but most of the time I'm like, bitch, stop being stupid. Like, bitch, you know, there ain't no green neon spider on that motherfucking wall and ain't no midget in your bathroom cabinet. Just go take a shower. <laughs> like, but that's what my mind would tell myself. It's midgets in there. Do not shower. Don't shower because the midgets are going to get you. The leprechauns. It was leprechauns. It was midgets and it was leprechauns. Or maybe they were midgets dressed as leprechauns. Um, so, one more time. Let's say, how have you been feeling since I discussed those personal things that I had never talked about? Like, I just told you that. Yeah, and I want you to reiterate one more time. What the frustration of it? Yeah, but it's all kind of the all kind of mixed emotions I just been having, just period. Just been but do you all, feel closer? Yeah. Okay. I do feel closer. Do you feel like you can deal with it? I feel like we can deal with it together. Yeah. Do you ever think about if it gets worse? Yeah, I do. I do. And. You think about a plan of what you would do? Yeah, kind of. That's real. I mean. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I've been. Thinking about that and thinking about it like, shit. yeah, what, what, what would we do if that if we ever get to that road? Mm-hmm. So I've thought about that, yeah, like, like if I just completely lost it, like some of the people that we know, we know yeah, like, yeah, that'd that, be hard, yeah, so. yeah, that. God keep us. God keep God us. Keep his hands on us. Yes. Is my situation triggering to you? Yeah, at times, yeah. How does it trigger you? Because just like I said, like say if say if you uh go through a, go through going through your like a manic episode or whatever. And you get your like breaks in the income. Mm-hmm. We might have a goal on what we trying to do and stack up for this and try to have this plan for this, what we got to do. And then when your break up, the income come 
I got to pick up the slack. So it's like it's cutting us short on certain shit. So it's going to take us longer, a longer time to reach this to what we were trying to set it for three months. And then it might take six months, maybe even a year. You yeah. never know. So that can get frustrating, but you just got to keep pushing through it as long as it's like, shit, I feel like as long as we together holding it down with each other, if we can shit, get through it. Yeah. We're always going to get through it because no matter what, I, I, I can say, like, I have been resourceful regardless of what has gone on, you know, regardless of what I've gone through um with the manic episodes we've been blessed to always have a roof over our head and because of not only you me too though like we can't yeah take that away but i i get it i i can get how that because i look at people and i'm just like god how can they they hold that down so well and why is it so hard for me but i i didn't want to accept what was going on in my head and that you know, there are things that I can do, and I'll talk about those later um, in another episode, what I'm realizing that I can do to help my situation and plug ketamine therapy again. And I did the ketamine therapy at home. Um, so do you sometimes just get sick of this and wish I was a different or you married someone else? Be honest. Nah, yeah, nah. You don't wish I was different? Of course, I wish, yeah. I wish you was different when I wish you wasn't going through, like, having your mental illness. Of course, that. But, like, marrying somebody else, nah, that shit, nah. Aww. Nah. I probably wouldn't even be the same. So, man. Oh, I love that. I love you. Um, so. Why did you think it was important to record a part two where we talk about how it affects you in the relationship? Because uh, just wanting to be educated on it. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like hearing hearing some of the things you were saying. like You wanted to give your perspective on it? Oh, yeah, that. And From I, a man? A husband, a spouse, or a, a spouse, because yeah. there's men that have this disorder, and the wives are the ones that are dealing with it, or yeah. their husbands. So, yeah, you know, the um, yeah. so we got same sex marriages. You know, so the the significant other dealing with it. Yeah, because so, it can be a lot. That's yeah. a lot to deal with. Like period, because it's like. Say if like some of some of the people we know with with the uh, mental illness and how they out there smoking crack, um, prostituting and all that, and then it's like using a lot of dr- self medicating. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even thought that they would be doing no shit like that in this. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. stage in their life. Yeah. So it's definitely um, it's definitely a lot. Uh. Do you have any advice for people in relationships with partners who specifically have bipolar disorder or any mental illness? Wait, wait, say that again. Do you have any advice for people in relationships um, with partners who 
specifically because I have bipolar disorder or any mental illness, like, you know, depression. Um, I don't think you've dealt with anybody. You, you in a relationship that was schizophrenic or anything. So, you know, specifically like bipolar and depression. Um, do you have any advice for people for their significant others? Mm, smoke a lot of weed. Be patient. Oh, <laughs> I mean. That's part one of your advice. What's yeah. part two? <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, just. You just gotta be patient with your with your partner. You try to be patient with each other. You know what I mean? Like just uh, I'm trying to think. Let me see. I'm trying to think. Like Yeah, just basically be patient with each other. Love on each other. Like, but remind try you, to fight hard for each other because like. But the the person with the so the person with the bipolar, for example, and the and the depression, you you can't fight. So this you, this is your advice for the partner, not the one that's for a person like me. Yes, not the person that that's yeah so it's not i don't know if you necessarily say be patient with each other you would tell them be patient with your partner who's suffering or yeah that that's what i'm saying don't also, give the advice to the bipolar person give it to the significant other well yeah well be patient with your partner like try to try to think of ways y'all can help you can help them get out of they uh they mind get out of they get out of they funk get out of their situation just like like how i be doing you if i if i notice you going through what you're going through i'll be like man did you shower did you i check in on you constantly like man try to push you to yeah like, be attentive be attentive yeah that was the word i was looking for mm-hmm. so just be attentive with with them and just patient and tense. Yeah, and just love, love on love on them. Love each other. Hug them. Give them a hug. Like and even though I am the one uh <laughs> with the issue, I would say um just putting myself in your in, in anyone else's shoes when you know like especially if if anything was to ever happen, I would. I'm very upfront with what I go through. I I let people know that I'm bipolar because I want you to know if this is something that you want to pursue a friendship with me, a relationship, whatever. Because I this is this is a part of me. So would let you? Me know that I I'm saying at this day and age <laughs> so i didn't know what front oh, as soon as i right. knew i let you know okay, right. so basically what i'm saying is would you say to a person because i would if you find out you know you're dealing with a person with mental illness early on like with in mm-hmm. before you're in love or whatever you're just in in like or strong like yeah, would you recommend to them like think about it and research it before you commit because i would say to them to do that yeah. Yeah. 
and make sure that's something that you want to commit your time to. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like, yeah, say it like, yeah, we say now, if we just met now and we getting to know each other, we end up, we liking each other, we, you know what I'm saying? But you know up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would be a conversation I would want to know up front. Like, that would be a great conversation to have with a person, especially like if you planning on doing something and want to be in this person's life. Yeah. Make sure you want to yeah. be a part of it. So, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you have any questions uh, or, or just want to, I don't know, say anything. Tell your experiences, because I definitely want to hear your experiences um, from both points of view. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Premier Beauty 2018 and also at Keishno Chaser. Do you want your Instagram out? You want your IG out? Okay. And on TikTok, Keish, oh, No Chaser. And I think I've got one that's true crime, true crime quiche too, but quiche no chaser on um, TikTok. Uh, yeah, Facebook will link some way, but I ain't even going to call it out. So, um, yeah, definitely any questions, I'm going to put a poll up. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. This was, you know, again, a lot to talk about. Um, but we appreciate it and we'll holla at y'all later with some more fun stuff because this was a serious one all right love you guys so much and i thank you so much for listening bye